Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Well, hey, before we get this party started, I have some exciting news for you. If you're ready to get your book in front of an entirely new and fast-growing market, an audiobook would be perfect for you. Having an audiobook gives you the opportunity to get your book in front of more people while giving the listener a new way to hear your story in an intimate way. An estimated 131 million people listen to an audiobook in 2021. And do you know that the people that listen to audiobooks don't read print books? They only listen to audiobooks. So it's a whole new market for you to take advantage of. Leverage the opportunity of getting your book in front of millions of people by having an audiobook today. We can help you create one. Visit redemptionpressaudio.com for our introductory special. Well, hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to another new Redemption Press author, Rebecca Gillum, and her new book, Walking with the Healer, Finding Hope and Encouragement Through the Shadow of Death. Let me tell you a little bit about her before we roll this conversation. Rebecca Gillum and her husband, Rick, have been married for over 30 years. Together, they have experienced Jesus through hardship and happiness. Rebecca enjoys teaching music and is a school chaplain. She's also a certified minister with the Assemblies of God and leads a weekly Bible study for women. She and her husband live in Chehalis, Washington, love to watch old TV shows and movies, and appreciate quality time with family. You're gonna love this interview. Let's roll it. Well, Rebecca, it is great to have you on the All Things Podcast today, so welcome. Thank you, it's just wonderful to be with you today. Yes, well, we are just super excited to have you on and talk about your book and your story and as I always do, I love for our audience to get a sneak peek into how God works all things together for good in your life. And um, as I suspected, your favorite Romans 8:28 story goes right along with your book. So this is going to be a great conversation. Um, but I would like to just start there, how God took a hard situation and worked it all together for good in your life. And then we'll go from there with just more about your story and your book. Well, I just saw God reaching out and touching us in new ways through my husband's cancer journey. And um, he brought hope and encouragement to us through the gospels through reading through all of the ways Jesus healed. And by doing that, then I saw him at work and I was able to then write about, about it so that others 
could have that same hope and encouragement. Mm. So a bad situation like him, mm -hmm. that's a, not a great diagnosis to have. No, it wasn't. But that brought God worked even in the midst of that mm -hmm. to, it sounds like, draw you closer to him, show you new things that maybe yes. hadn't been obvious before. Yes. And we were able to um, minister to others during that circumstances. Uh, we had a Facebook page and to give everybody updates and people started just sharing things and Bible verses and other people were ministered through that, that not, we, we didn't even do anything. God was just reaching out and touching people through our circumstance. Well, I love how he used your situation mm -hmm. to create a platform for others to connect and be ministered to. Yes. I love that. I mean, yes. yeah, what a great uh, way to see God at work. Mm -hmm. And if he, and if your husband hadn't been diagnosed, hadn't had the cancer, you wouldn't have had the page, you wouldn't no. have gotten to see him work no, like that. We wouldn't have. Wow. No. So your memoir, then we're going to kind of start unpacking this a little bit is um, quite unique. Share a little bit about your journey. And now I've got some more questions for you. <laughs> okay, well, in September of 2020, my husband was diagnosed with a um, an aggressive form of lymphoma. It was called double hit lymphoma, where Whoa. the cancer cells actually split off and go into other different areas of the body. And um, he and I, both being teachers, uh, were told we could not go back to school. And so we had to um, hole up at home and um, take that year off. He went through four rounds of chemo. And by Christmas, he started going downhill. And then that's when I started reading the book of Luke and seeing the way Jesus healed and how he he was meeting us in those same ways. Um, and so then because he was going downhill, they stopped chemo, went to radiation. We had 10 sessions of radiation. And that's when we learned that the, his body was just riddled with all of the cancer. Uh, so we were sent up to Swedish Cancer Institute in Seattle and um, for more aggressive treatment. And this book is all about that journey and what happened through that. Wow. So cancer being often the most debilitating illness that affects people, not only physically, but mentally. Yes. How did you and your husband make it through? Uh, we had a large support system. Mm. Um, my husband's school they had t-shirts made and bracelets made and sold those, gave us pro the proceeds from that. They provided care packages and meals. I said my sister created the Facebook page that brought everybody together as well. Um, we had over 100 people just on that page alone praying for us. And then my school community, of course, and our church communities and family and friends bringing meals and gifts and praying for us. Um, so they really let us know we weren't alone because mm. especially in this time of COVID, 
we couldn't go places. We couldn't do things. Really. And so we were very isolated. Wow. So, so what is perhaps the one thing that people forget about when supporting someone who's experiencing cancer or maybe a similar illness? Mm -hmm. It is that it's very isolating, especially mm. in this time of COVID because you can't go anywhere. You're, you're homebound except for doctor's offices <laughs> and you feel alone. You can just really feel alone. And so that's really um, important to reach out to those who are struggling with this because it's a scary time. Mm -hmm. And to think that you're just dealing with this all alone can be very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very depressing. Yeah. Depressing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even if you feel awkward if someone out there that's listening to this podcast right now and you know someone who is dealing with a cancer diagnosis mm -hmm. or serious diagnosis yes. do not feel awkward about reaching out even mm -hmm. if it's just to what um write them a card call them text them stop by the house what what would you say are the, were the most meaningful ways people um, reach out? All all of the above, <laughs> all of the above, um, reach out, just a text saying, Hey, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. Those mm. were so meaningful, especially on the days where he had a treatment going on or there were running more tests. Those were helpful. Um, some, you know, call first, if you're going to stop by just to make sure it's okay. Right. Um, but really just, Letting us, letting you know, just even a text. Cards are great, gifts are great too. But just to let us let us know that you're thinking of them. Mm, so good, and you never know when you're when you do think of that person, and you reach out and let them know that that could be the, an answer to prayer. Just mm -hmm. that one little text. Yes, wow. yes, and you never know what's going on with them when you do that. It might have come at just the exact time you needed it. Mm, that's so good. Okay. So you spent long hours in the car waiting for your husband during treatments because of the restrictions with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you? Well, in some ways it was, um, I kind of looked forward to it <laughs> because it gave me time alone. It gave me time alone where I could do anything I wanted in that car. I could read. I could listen to podcasts. I could um, do puzzles, you know, word puzzles. I could even take a nap. And so those were those were good, good times. Usually there were a couple of times when um, he was in there much longer than expected. One day I had to spend eight or nine hours in the car while he was in the emergency room. And we had, I had no idea what was going on. They weren't communicating to me. So that was scary. That was scary. That was hard. But um, God, again, brought people there, brought my niece and her husband there and brought me dinner and, and talked to me through windows of the car so that I could um, just have, some sort of communication and some human interaction yeah. while I was waiting. 
Oh, so good. So how do you find that Jesus brought healing and support to those that he came in contact with in the Gospels? Mm. This is so fun because I saw it in many different ways. First of all, Jesus saw people who were overlooked or outcast. He knew what was going on and he had compassion and he reached out to those people. And that brought healing to their their soul, being recognized, being seen again. Um, Jesus knew what people needed most. Of course, they needed his salvation, but he also knew that their physical needs were, were preventing them from reaching out to him more too. And so he healed their physical needs. He touched those who were shunned um, and isolated from others that no, he, many of them had never been touched for years and years. Mm. Uh, Jesus said the word. Sometimes all that he needed to do was say, you are healed, and it was done. Wow. Uh, he wanted people to ask for healing. So um, he asked them, what do you want from me? And that showed their faith in him. Um, he healed through the faith of others. When others were not able to come to him on their own, friends and family brought them to him. And then finally, of course, it was his um, crucifixion and resurrection that healed our lost souls and healed us all from the consequences of sin. Mm. So good. Save the best for last, right? <laughs> yes. So well, I think I kind of know the answer to this because we've talked a little bit about it already, but there might be more you want to add to it. What are some things people who want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, what are those things that they can do that would help the most? Uh, check in. Check in with people. I, again, call, uh, text, FaceTime. If they're going to the store, just call them and say, hey, what do you want at the store? Sometimes a lot of people say, what do you need? Well, maybe we don't need anything, but man, ice cream might sound really good yeah. or something like that. So ask them, what do you want? What can I get you that would would cheer you up or help you? Um, and then also when you're reaching out and you want to help them, don't necessarily ask, what can I do to help? Because it's so overwhelming. It's hard to come up with something sometimes. But um, I had a friend who said, hey, I want to come and rake your leaves for you. Or, you know, um, what errand do you need run? What can I do that way? So give a specific things that you could help with. Suggest that, some yeah. different things. Oh, I love that. Because then you're not putting it on them. I mean... It's got to be a, a time of a lot of foggy brain when you're, you know, when you're just facing the battle, you know, day in and day out. Not only is, does your brain feel mushy and like fog, but it's hard to think. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It really is. It really is. Wow. So what are some kind messages and words of encouragement that people can offer to someone who they want to help? Um, say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Uh, send, send some Bible verses or encouraging notes that way. I had some friends say, 
I heard this song and thought of you and sent links to a song and things like that. Or even, even some um, funny things just to lift you up, you know, I, a funny video or a joke or something like that can help as well. So I'll bet some of those dog or cat little short videos that are on social media. They're mm -hmm. just, I mean, it just makes, you can't do anything but laugh. Yes. That's probably, you know, make sure you know if they're a cat lover or a dog lover, but those would be fun to send. And Or, or babies giggling. Babies, you can't help, yes. can't help, but just have a smile on your face when you watch those. Oh, mm -hmm. that's so good. Good mm -hmm. ideas. I love that. So what was the best support you and your husband received through your journey? Our best support was um, the fact that we weren't alone, that we were, we were brought meals at times and that helped. And we'd have a phone call saying, Hey, I made some soup tonight. Can I bring you some soup? And we're like, sure. Well, then they brought not only soup, but salad and bread and a dessert with it too, you know? Um, so that was helpful. We had some wonderful friends who knew us well, who would put together these baskets of our favorite things and things to help keep us busy. That was a big thing. How are we keeping busy during this time? You know, um, and so we had puzzles and, and we had movies to watch and things like that. So that was very helpful. I love that. Well, okay. So if you, um, it doesn't have to be a scripture, but if you have a thought or a scripture that you would like to leave with our, with our listeners that maybe is to that person that's like you, the caregiver, mm -hmm. the one who is probably pretty weary and mm -hmm. um, sometimes probably discouraged what would you um, what would you encourage that person with? Um, first of all, caregiving can, is a very difficult thing. Mm. It, and the times when the person that you are taking care of are are sleeping eighteen hours a day or whatever, you're alone. And so my my saving grace was getting into the word was just reading the Bible and the Psalms. I loved reading mm. the Psalms because all the emotions are there. Right. And I, I could pour out my heart and whatever I was feeling to God. Mm. And I guess that's my biggest thing is whatever you're feeling, take it to Jesus. Mm. He can handle all of our feelings and he's yeah. felt all of our feelings. Right. And so that's my encouragement. It's just reach out, tell him what you're feeling, ask him for help mm. uh, because he's there. He is there. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So if we've got some people listening today that would love to reach out to you uh, either on social media or your website, whatever, what is the best place for them to find okay. you? I have a, um, an author page on Facebook, Rebecca Gillum author on okay. Facebook. Instagram, uh, Rebecca Gillum dot author. It okay. is my handle there. 
And um, then um, again, I made it really easy. Rebecca Gillum dot author at gmail.com. There so. you go. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Very, very encouraging story to, and just great, some great tips for those of us who don't really know what to do and we want to be a blessing, but we really kind of don't know how to do it. And you've yeah. given some very clear suggestions that I think would equip many people that are hearing this. So thank you so much, Rebecca. Well, you're more than welcome. Thank you. All right. May God continue to bless your ministry. Oh, thank you. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.